it, there's one thing, you know, baseball to me has never lost its, its feeling for me. I love it now as I did when I first started. Yeah. They're going to erect a statue of you. <laughs> have, have you seen the statue? No. I do know if it looks enough like you. It does? Have I you don't seen know. it? I haven't seen it. Well, I, I, I hope it's in a bathing suit, you know, show <laughs> my, my massive strength. It's, I don't know. I, to me, that's it's <laughs> probably one of the greatest honors I've ever received. Absolutely. And uh, I just don't know what to say except, <laughs> God, thanks. <laughs> that's all I Good morning and welcome to episode 358 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballProspectus.com. I am Ben Lindbergh, joined by Sam Miller, who sounds like he's having some nuts. M&Ms? Almonds. Almonds, okay. First guess was right. Uh, I like an almond. Sometimes <laughs> too. What are we? Right. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, Ben, mm. the topic that's on everybody's mind. Uh-huh. Our favorite thing to talk about. Uh oh. The Hall of Fame. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> I thought we were gonna get through this whole Hall of Fame season having talked about it for about two minutes once. Well, Ben, let me ask you something. This weekend, <laughs> did you find yourself checking any of the um, Hall of Fame ballot polling uh, sites, the, the collectors, the, uh, the, uh, the baseball think factory gizmo or, or Leo Kitty's uh, spreadsheet? I did not this weekend. I, I did at, at one point look at the, the baseball think factory thing, and I saw something on Tango's site comparing what the gizmo is saying about how people are voting to how uh, the guy who has predicted Hall of Fame results for the last 30 years or whatever it is predicted. Um, but no, I did not spend a lot of time on it this weekend. Well, as much as I, uh, as much as I like to you know, play it cool with mm-hmm. regards to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> um, I actually do, I, one thing I do like is polling. So uh-huh. I, I have been checking it. Uh-huh. Um, and they're up to 131 ballots, which is about a quarter of the vote. And uh, this seems fairly statistically uh, reliable at this point. Although last year, uh, you know, the average player missed by, you know, there were a number of players who missed by five or or, or so percent, which would be enough to sway a couple of results. But mm-hmm. the point is that um, I feel like this is a pretty good, uh, they'll announce on Wednesday who made the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like basically looking at this, we, we pretty much know who's going to make it. And um, just in case, uh, you know, for your sake and for everybody's sake. <laughs> yes. Uh, the gizmo basically has four people making it. Maddox it currently is at 100%. Nobody has left him off yet. Uh, Glavin is just slightly behind him at 98%. Frank Thomas is at 92%. Craig Biggio is at 81%. Uh, three of those guys seem to be locks. Biggio is it seems almost certain. Piazza is in the running at seventy-three percent, and then you know Bagwell is sixty-four, so won't make it. And Jack Morris is at sixty, so he's not going to make it. Tim Raines fifty-eight, etc. Mm-hmm. The point though uh, is that um, in anticipation of this, my tea is ready. Hang on. Okay. In anticipation of this uh, this season of Hall of Fame voting, there was uh, a lot of talk about how the the system is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of concern that um, nobody would ever be elected again, that the ballot would get so crowded that there would be 30 people uh, who were qualified and uh, they couldn't all make it. And 
um, that you know the the Hall of Fame itself would go out of business, or you know not that, but would struggle business wise because nobody would be being elected, mm-hmm. and therefore nobody would be going to the uh, you know the annual enshrinement ceremonies, and um, you know there was a, there was the Baseball Writers Association of America's message boards had threads about you know what whether things needed to be done and what could be done to fix this and mm-hmm. I mean it was it seemed like it was widely accepted and agreed that the system was broken and uh, you know we had we had reached the time to act and I'm looking at this and I've been looking at it for the last you know two weeks or so since they started collecting this and this is almost the perfect result I mean this there's nothing remotely broken about this in my opinion you have four people are going to get elected. Mm-hmm. You might have five. Piazza might get in there too. You have Jack Morris, who's going to get kicked off the list, uh, having not made it, which most people who we talk to would consider that a, a sign of a, a of a system working. Uh-huh. He will actually pro- probably drop from last year. Um, and uh, next year, I mean, with with at least four and maybe five uh, guys making it, and with Jack Morris being booted off the list, you'll have a, a lot of space opened up on next year's ballot. Even with uh, Randy Johnson and whoever else, John Smoltz, I think, or mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez, or someone I can't remember, big another few people coming in. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, every person with any anything like a plausible case um, for Hall of Fame votes is going to get at least five percent this year and stay on the ballot. And uh, you know, so there isn't this. I mean, there was this. I, I think there was a fear that qualified guys wouldn't even get the 5% and they wouldn't have their chance because the ballots were so crowded and how do you get, you know, how do you get Larry Walker on your ballot if you only have 10 spots? But that's not happening. And um, so I challenge you to convince me that there's anything remotely broken about this. This seems like like an almost perfect result to me. Like I'm completely heartened by this. There are there are, you know, there are things that I disagree with for well. for sure, but you know, Bobby Gritch was kicked off the ballot with I think four total votes or something like that, and Bobby Rich is better than almost everybody on here. So there's always been there's always been cases where you disagree with the outcome. Overall, though, there's nothing I can't find the problem. So convince me there's a problem. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a stretch to say it's perfect when you and I summarized our ballots a couple of weeks ago and we had 14 guys on them uh, who we thought were deserving of induction and. You're saying it's looking like four people are going to get in, which means yeah, but that there was, this, this was always the case. This isn't a systemic problem. I mean, there's that would have been the case probably in in a lot of years. I mean, in 19 in, you know, in, in 2001, we would have had Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker on our ballots and they didn't make it either. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you accept that you're not going to get all of your guys on there and that, you know, you will have to see some guys that you didn't support get on there. You, you don't get it's not your. So you're saying it's not worse than it's been. Uh, it's not, it's, well, I don't, I mean, from the Hall of Fame's perspective as a museum and as a business, they wouldn't want 14 people going in in one year. That would be a a tremendous waste. You'd want to spread those people out a bit. So from the Hall's perspective, I'm sure they'd be perfectly happy having four mega superstar, like at least one inner circle guy going in this year. And then a few more next year and then a few more the year after that. And that, that seems sort of like an ideal arrangement for them. If, if your perspective is that all the people who you think are deserving of induction should be inducted, then, um, 
then I, I guess that is not going to be the case. But you're right, that has never that been the should, case. That shouldn't, and that shouldn't be. I mean, you, you shouldn't think that you're 100% correct about things and expect the world to vote for you every time. I mean, you should lose roughly half the elections that, that you enter. I mean, that's that's sort of how democracy works, right? You get one vote, or in our case, you get zero votes. But, um, I mean, you don't, it's, it, you can't really say, oh, well, a, a large group of people voting credibly with, um, you know, good information and rational approach uh, disagreed with me about something um, and say that that's a, a broken system. And when, to me, well, when, I mean, when there's good information and a rational approach, which is not always the case, no, and I am trying to be no, open-minded, but, but there are many times yeah. when the, the person releasing their ballot will pretty much explicitly say that they didn't consult good information and don't really have a rational approach. Well, it depends on what they're what they consider good information. Everybody has different good information. I mean, the the rules um, for voting are somewhat vague. I would I would say intentionally, and the information that we have is somewhat incomplete because of our limitations. I mean, it's changing all the time. I mean, we have talked before about how you know ten years ago Jason Giambi had you know was projected to be a fourteen win player one season. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have we're not we're not getting it right necessarily 100% of the time all the time right now so but I think uh, we're getting it more right than you know I mean you and I write about baseball using certain stats because we believe that they're more predictive or they convey more information or you know they're better correlated with winning or performance or whatever it is I mean we we are pretty tolerant of other viewpoints but um, at, at some point I mean if it's like a you know a wins in ERA argument or you know era is is fine for hall of fame voting but if it's a if it's a you know most wins in the 80s argument i'm i'm comfortable calling that a a less good argument than other arguments i've heard yeah and nobody's gonna make it this year on a wins in era argument you might Probably argue not, that no. you might argue that some people will fail to make it yes. for wins in era arguments but they'll continue to have they'll continue to have chances i think i think there are some good things about the full ballot too this very crowded ballot. One is that you do see, uh, I, I, I think you see a lot less support for marginal candidates. Lee Smith's, for instance, Lee Smith's support mm-hmm. is is half of what it was last year. I mean, Lee Smith was getting, in my opinion, dangerously close to uh, to having a shot. I mean, it, basically, it's been noted that everybody who's ever had 50% uh, in any year, uh, besides Gil Hodges, has ended up making it and uh, Lee Smith was at 48% last year, so he was getting very close to that. Uh, he's dropped in half this year. Um, Jack Morris, it seems, is, is instead of getting the 15th year bump, is going to have um, a decline as uh, you know the crowded ballot probably kept him out, which mm-hmm. is not bad. I mean, if you're if you believe in something like a small hall, that's that seems like a, like a good thing that you would have. Um, you know, not enough spots for people to put Jack Morris on. Um, and, uh, you know, you have, there is not one, if I'm reading, if the gizmo is collecting these, I believe it is, you don't have one throwaway vote that has yet been report, recorded. There's not one vote for a person who doesn't have a plausible case other than Jack Morris. <laughs> Pete Rose, uh, right in vote. There is a, there are, there are, uh, there is, it, yeah, it some, looks like there's yeah. one-ish. Uh-huh. It looks like one Pete Rose write-in vote. But, you know, that's not a, yeah. that's not a th- 
throwaway vote exactly, but yeah, you do have a we should Rose writing. Mentioned there was someone wrote an article. I saw a link somewhere about players who have historically over or underperformed the gizmo. Um, and and Louis Paulus uh, wrote for Beyond the Box Score the last couple of years about the different voting patterns, uh, the difference between people who did release their their ballots publicly and those who voted anonymously, and it is a pretty significant difference. And he's he's going to be doing that, I think, again for Baseball Prospectus later this week. Um, but he found that people who release their ballots have quote unquote better ballots, or at least uh, more closely aligned with with what our ballots would be. Uh, whether that's whether that's because the people who release their ballots tend to be internet people and and more philosophically aligned with us or or because the people who are voting anonymously are not accountable so they aren't going to get a bunch of angry emails so they can vote for whomever they want um so there is a, a difference like last year the uh the public support for jack morris was 58.9 percent and the private voters who were more numerous uh were 68.5 percent which is a pretty big difference um mm-hmm. so so if he's at 60 percent on the public ballots so far uh well he still won't get in but <laughs> but um but it might be closer than it looks i i don't know i think just uh i mean in in the principle of the thing i would i don't like the the 10 player limit there just doesn't really seem to be any point to limiting it if someone is worthy of being in the hall of fame then then you should be able to vote for him there shouldn't be a strategic element to it you shouldn't have to vote for for one person because you're afraid he's going to fall off the ballot and not vote for someone else who you think is deserving of being in there if you trust the writers to know who's a hall of famer then just sort of take the reins off and let them vote for as many people as they think are deserving. So it it might be the case that in this year in particular, it sort of serves the, the sabermetric agenda better for there to be a 10-player limit. Because I was worried about, like, you know, Mike Messina falling off or something or, like, or Walker. I'm not as staunch a Walker supporter as I am a Messina supporter, but, you know, like those sort of... Uh, guys who are borderline when there's a 10 player limit. Um, but you're right, at least based on the public ballots, it doesn't look like anyone is in danger of falling off and it might cost Morris getting in. So I suppose in a way it, it might work out well this year. Yeah. And I mean, as you noted, I mean, this is not my ballot that's being elected. I mean, clearly, I don't think that it's a perfect outcome in terms of who's going to be who's going to be elected. There are guys I'd like to see elected who who won't be, and who I think are, you know, I think I think they're, I think arguably Schilling and maybe Gla- uh, Musina are both more deserving than Glavin, who's going to yeah. get ninety some percent, which close, is sort, yeah. of, sort of an odd situation. But um, three hundred wins. Uh, but I mean, basically, my point is, it doesn't seem like there's anything systemically. Uh, th- there's no real systemic um, seams showing in this in this ballot in this vote. It seems like more or less the voters have found that they are still able to elect people, which wasn't a certainty. Mm-hmm. They have found that they are able to clear the ballot um, and make space for other people, which seemed like it might be a. Uh, 
you know, a, a sort of a weird feedback loop where it would just get more and more crowded and until nobody ever got elected. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, guys like Mussina and Schilling, I, I would like to see get elected, um, but they're still going to get their shot. There's, it's, nobody's gotten kicked off. Um, nobody's getting kicked off. Um, they're going to have, you know, 14 years to have their chance. I would, I would guess that, based on this, I would guess that both will get in. Uh, even even at even at only halfway there. Yeah, I, I mean, guess that, that thirty. Still, still get there. If it's something like thirty percent for a first time, that's that's a fairly strong showing. I, I, you can you can find various posts about you know the the trajectories of the typical Hall of Fame candidate, but I would think that a a thirty percent on a first ballot appearance would be a a pretty strong one historically speaking. Um, yeah. So. Um, and then, and then the last, I mean, you know, then, then the obvious, the, the, the one obvious thing is, you know, the best hitter in history yes, <laughs> and right. the best, maybe the best pitcher in history yeah. are not. And, you know, that continues to be, I think, a, a, a worthwhile debate. I mean, it, it both feels weird that they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, you know, you can, it's, it, you're, you don't get, you don't get all 500 votes. I mean, these people get to decide and the, the rules do give them the leeway to to leave them out, and to me, actually, I I, I sent in my BP ballot, mm-hmm. and I considered, um, you know, if if you believe there are more than ten um, relevant, uh, uh, ten ten deserving people to vote for this year, then it actually seems like you might consider this the year to not include Bonds and Clemens mm-hmm. um, at the expense of another deserving Hall of Famer. So I can totally understand leaving them off assuming that you pick other good, you know, good people. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I feel less and less aggrieved for them uh, as as this goes on. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Bonds and Clemens. I still don't know. I don't actually mind that they're not going in right away. I would like uh-huh. to see them go in right, right away, but uh, I can't. I mean, I would like them in, but I don't know whether I'm mad that they're not in or not. I, I think right now I'm not. Tomorrow mm-hmm. I might be. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you see what, what Lou Whitaker said? I did. Yeah. Well, maybe. What about Morris and Trammell? Yeah, he's taking taking some shots, uh, saying Jack Morris was no better than, than Alan Trammell, Lou Whitaker. If we uh-huh. didn't make the plays and we didn't come up with the big hits, Jack Morris wouldn't be where he was or where he is. Uh, yeah. Which is, I suppose, a, a good point. And Alan, I guess Alan Trammell is another one who is going to i mean not that he really had a shot anyway but because of the ballot limit it looks like he is going to decrease as well because uh, mm-hmm. he was at he was at uh over 35 percent last year yeah th- okay and he's just at 24 in the, the public ballot so far uh, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. that's sort of a shame but uh i guess he didn't really have a, a chance anyway which so I don't know. We're we're talking about people we de- believe are deserving candidates who just don't have a chance, um, which you know you'd like to think that that there would be a way for, <laughs> because we're we're right about them. <laughs> so. Yeah, but who cares? It, your opinion does. The thing is that okay. So I, you know, people will talk about the museum aspect of it and how 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 can you have a museum of you know the best baseball players in the world and not have the best baseball players in the world there yeah but but it really isn't 
a museum. I mean, the Hall of Fame that we're talking about, the voting, is not a museum. It's a, it's a, it's an honor. It's a recognition. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 players who don't make it can still be represented in the museum aspect of it. And and even if you know, even if it was just the Hall of Fame wing, it's not like anybody would like go in there and not see Barry Bonds and forget he existed. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his not being there arguably does more to commemorate his career than his being there um, in a lot of ways. And so you're only talking about an honor. And yes, we would like the people that we want honored, honored. But the sport and the players and the world have decided they don't care about our honoring. Like that's the the point is like nobody asked us. Nobody has chosen us to do this. It's our, our opinion doesn't actually have any value, you know? And so like it, like, why would you even want to enforce your will on people who don't uh, care about your opinion? Brian Kenny would be deeply disappointed in you. I know, but right the now. thing is, they don't <laughs> care about it. Like, you have no, you have no currency. You have nothing to offer them. Like, why, why, why force your opinion? <laughs> like, like I can see wanting other people to have your opinion and like wanting other people to kind of validate your opinion. It's reassuring and and all of that, but. Like that's a separate thing from like I mean the it's players wanting to see the player wanting to see the player recognized in some some was I mean I don't know it would be nice I guess if you watched a player and you thought he was a Hall of Famer and which is I guess what all the people who are voting for Jack Morris think but um, yeah, yeah I, it, it's I not feel... a purely like we want everyone to agree with us it's also somewhat. I guess there's a selfless component to it in that you, you know, you want Tim Raines to have his day on the podium or whatever. Why, though? I mean, Tim Raines <laughs> is no know. better of a person than Jack Morris. And really, that from space, they look exactly the same. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing actually, like, all that much more deserving about Tim Raines. He was a better ball player than Jack Morris. But mm-hmm. it's not like his family wants it any more than Jack Morris's does. And it's not like he worked any harder than Jack Morris did. And, you know, it's not like he was paid any less over his, you know, they're both living in mansions. So, I mean, basically what we're talking about is we're not talking about validating these careers we're talking about validating our own validations of them mm-hmm. and it, it quits being about the player and it quits being yeah, and, and it starts being about us and that's sort of like okay yes we we bear no ill will toward any candidate we don't take pleasure in anyone not making it it's like if someone we don't want to make it doesn't make it we're happy that i guess that like the the voter that we don't like because of his convoluted argument didn't get his guy in i guess we're not happy that that a certain person doesn't get to sign hall of fame at the end of his name um but it's i don't know it's like i feel like it's sort of just the the few the few voters who release their ballots and like take shots at you know new stats or bloggers or whatever and have some very contrarian argument that's just illogical sort of on the face of it kind of they they color the whole season and the whole debate really um to the extent that i don't want someone to get in it's not so much for the museum aspect i haven't been to cooperstown in i don't know 15 years and have no plans to go back in any point in the near future but um it's just those those arguments that bother you that you don't want to see win, kind of. 
yeah, no, you are the guy in that cartoon. <laughs> you you are the guy in the. There's something wrong on the internet. <laughs> yeah, comic, you know? right. Can't go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have changed my mind. I am officially mad that Bonds and Clemens. Yeah, I. It now actually seems ridiculous. How can they not be in? <laughs> I'm not mad at anybody for not voting. They get to. That's the point of voting. They get to vote their conscience. I. I. Uh, I guess what I'm mad is I'm mad they took steroids. That's what I'm mad at. They shouldn't have done that. Because no. then now I get it. Now I don't get to celebrate their careers as uh, as joyfully as. But I you might do. Have otherwise. You do get to look at his baseball reference page and write articles about how many times he was intentionally walked. Which a lot. you might not have been able to do otherwise. That's true. I love that quote from 1997. I'm so happy <laughs> oh, I ran right. across that. Who was it? His manager saying no one yeah, ever Dusty Baker him. saying Yeah, Dusty Baker saying, well, like they had just intentionally walked him like 27 times the year before. And Dusty Baker had a quote like, well, I don't think they could possibly intentionally walk him any more than they did this year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well. All right. All right. Five times a week, Ben. Back to this. <laughs> so we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll spend at least 30 seconds on, on the Hall of Fame voting results later this week. Um, but uh, I do think, I think I don't have a big problem with the 10. The, I, 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 I guess it's somewhat arbitrary, but I don't have a big problem with the, the, the having 10 on your ballot. I actually wouldn't be totally upset if it was five um, on your ballot. I mean, you know, it, for the most part, I, I don't, uh, you know, for the most part, I think if you, if they're a Hall of Famer one year on your ballot, I mean, what am I saying? <laughs> I guess I just, I, I feel like 15 years, I don't know. Well, anyway, the 10 years doesn't really bother me. You're patient. 10, you're more patient than most The 10 people. spots doesn't really bother me. The 5% and you're off bothers me. It seems like, it seems like if you're retired, you should be able to be put up on there anytime. So you think like, you should I don't just know. be able to vote for... Anyone, there shouldn't be any selection process yeah, exactly. of, yeah, just anyone exactly. who's been retired anybody. for five years is, is eligible. Any, anybody, yeah, like Bobby Gritch. If you want to vote for Bobby Gritch and Kevin Brown this year, I, I don't see why you can't. That seems weird to me. And then we could just do away with the Veterans Committee and not have to bother with all that. Might, I guess. It'd be okay. Yeah, I don't know. The 10-player the limit is historically has not been an issue most years you know and probably in the future will not be an issue most years because there are not usually 10 qualified candidates it just so happens that that there are more than that right now um so it's temporarily a problem and just in principle i don't think it makes it makes much sense and and i wouldn't be surprised to see it go next year because there's been a lot of internal bbwaa discussion about getting rid of that and there's a committee and lots of people making arguments in favor of getting rid of that so um i don't think how many ballots will Mm. how many ballots will leave greg maddox off this year (laughs) uh how many are there in total like 500 ish yeah um i'm impressed that it's that it's 100% so far through a quarter of the vote. I'm surprised. Um, I I don't know. I guess uh, 20. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm banking on the, the anonymous people uh-huh. making this statement. I'll go, I'll go four. Yeah. 
it is it's crazy. I would I I can't think of a an argument that makes sense to do something like that, but someone will do it. Mm. All right, that's all. Okay. Back tomorrow, send us emails at podcast at baseballperspectus.com.